Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are here with writer extraordinaire Torin Grontback. Welcome. Woo-hoo. Did I get Did I get it right? Did yeah, that was that was really good. The Perfect. thing is, like, if you if you trying to say my name like the Norwegians would, okay. it would be Torin Grontback. But no one. <laughs> Like, that's not a thing. Yes. Like, no one says that. That's what I'm going to do from now on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah, attempt to do it, but I feel like it would be insulting. No, but I think it's like, I don't care. Like, just say it with confidence. That's how you say my name. Jordan <laughs> Grunbeck? Yeah, that was perfect. Oh, Lovely. Great. Just, right, again, great. confidence. Well, thanks for coming for the interview. That's all we need to check. <laughs> uh, we are big fans of your work. You obviously have a ton of stuff going on right now. I wanted to jump in and talk about Realm of X to yes. start, if that's cool. Um, so we've been doing a dedicated Fall of X podcast where we've been diving into the stuff. And Realm of X is such a interesting thing in the mix to me because it is literally taking these characters and throwing them off to the side. It's a fascinating, very unexpected mix of characters. Where did the idea start with? What did they come to you with? What did you throw in? How did this happen? Well, we, we knew we wanted to have like a set of characters in a very unexpected place and we were sort of like, could, should we send them to Asgard? We, we were mm-hmm. discussing do, doing that at some point and we didn't have the characters yet. We just, we wanted uh, after sort of the fall, we, we wanted someone to be lost somewhere. Okay. And then I was trying to sort of figure out what we could do and who could be part of the team and how they would end up there. And the way they end up there, and I don't think you know this yet, so I'm not going to tell you, (laughs) but there is a certain... um, It needed to be a certain randomness to the cast because it wouldn't make sense if they were sort of like, oh, this is the team. Um, And because of the, the story sort of calls for a certain friction between the team members, if we're going to call them a team, the, the people who are by default a team because they're there together, sort of. Um, and, and this was sort of my dream cast, because I, I always say, I follow the story, but they're so brilliant. Like, they are my favorite X-Men, I think. Really? What, what do you like about that? What do you like about these characters in particular? What draws you Oh my to god, it is, so, the thing is, like, Danny. As always, I, I've been able to write Danny before, and she's always sort of... I think she's a great character. She's in, like, extremely interesting. Her powers are great. She's great. Like, that's all good stuff, right? I wanted Danny. I knew that. Uh, Marvel wanted magic, and I love magic, so I was fully on board with that. Uh, we had some sort of discussions. We knew the people in general loved magic. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it sort of, if we can have magic, then we can get away with like marrow. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's not necessarily like, like, I know a lot of people love marrow. I love yeah. marrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think marrow's a sneaky like uh, underground hit. Yeah. I, I think so. It's like a B-side, a great B-side on an album. I, that's what I'm like. It's just, it's just excellent. Uh, but we couldn't have, like, five marrows, if you know what I mean. Like, we, needed, <laughs> we needed something else. Um, and Justice, she is one of my favorite characters. I think she's heavily, like, underutilized. I think she's great. Um, and she's she's got a sort of violence to her that I think... Like, when you, you 
really look at her powers and see what she can do. Um, she probably wouldn't use it as violently as she has the capacity to, but there's something interesting there. Sort of, I don't know. I really like the way the book is balancing, like you said, the, the seeming randomness of the characters and then the prophecy stuff, plus the sort of world where like they were going in a, as a culture, going a certain direction and totally pulled away from it. Is that that feels like that's all going to come together into one sort of big smash-up. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's hope that's how it feels like. No, it's it's, it's interesting because it's it's. We, I didn't want to lose the X Men feel of it, which is sort of hard to do in Marvel because it's so fantasy in yeah. yeah. And that's sort of how we ended up with the villain that we did. I'm not sure if we should spoil that. It's, it's the last page of the first issue. I'm not sure if we can yeah. should tell the world. It's been out for a while. It's the White Witch. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. And at some point, I realized I was writing along, and, and it's, it was happened purely by coincidence. But there's a certain Narnia element. Well, that's what we yeah. we were identifying that, and it feels again like you're playing with this fairy tale world but it's also an ex an x-men the thing is so tell me like because i've been struggling with this for the past six months what makes a good x-men book in your opinion what's a good x-men book um i mean i would say part of it is that they're down and out to put it simply like they're always like on their back heels they're always losing or on the brink of losing at all they're always miserable <laughs> yeah that's well their, not even always miserable because unless they're playing about, baseball as a family there you go. <laughs> Yes, because I love the baseball stuff and I love the happy stuff of the romance, but there's something about, like, they can never... And, and they have been, for a while, been in this winning position, but clearly what Fall of X has done is they have put them back in the most awful way, in my opinion, in the X-Men sweet spot. Yeah. And my favorites are when the it's a seemingly random team, so crushing that with a strong intention. Because I feel like those end up being the ones where they feel so distinct from so many other previous X-Men stories. Very cool. I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot because I know what. I, well, I think I know what makes like a good Thor comic, and I think I know. Like, I think I know what makes a good Carnage comic. But what makes a good X Men comic has been a little elusive to me. Mm-hmm. Sort of what I've come up with. I've said this before. Is like it's punching and horniness. Like that's that's it. <laughs> sure, you just have to sense. get the the balance of. I, for me, it's just uh, it's a group of outcasts that somehow come together regardless of, like, how bad they're doing or whatever to save the day. Save the day. Well, that's a good one. Well, I want to ask you, because, like you said, you're writing Thor, you have Carnage upcoming, right, at this point. Those are both solo characters. Is that something that's more comfortable for you than the team dynamic? Well, I, I think I think so. Uh, at least, like, the, the, the team thing, it's, it's sort of interesting, uh, especially in the Marvel setting, just because people are so obsessed with specific characters. So if you don't get them enough time in each issue, someone's going to be disappointed. And when I did Valkyrie, we often had Jane Foster and Runa but that sort of worked out because they weren't on the same page a lot. And when they were, they, they sort of worked very well together. Um, but when you have, like, we have, uh, we didn't get to Typhoid Mary earlier, who oh, is yeah. also just like, oh, I don't know, fucking delight yeah. of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, if you, if you're rather like, it, that, that was Lauren Amaro, who is the editor, who, it's just wonderful editor. Um, she was like, what about, what about Mary? That's the ultimate wild card. In that book, I was like, what? (laughs) 
So we have Maro, who's sort of a wild card, and then you have Mary, who is just, she is she is not cooperating with anyone. It's great. <laughs> no. I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, and I do enjoy having at least one character. It feels like me. I don't know. It feels yeah. like... Um, but it's it's more difficult to write uh, a good team book, I think, than than write a good solo book. Well, Mary's sort of the carnage of the X Men team. There, carnage right? of the X Men. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Carnage then. Yes, he please. has been through so many permutations at this mm-hmm. point, but I believe on your book. Finally, we're getting Cletus Cassidy back in the costume, or in some fashion. You give it a little oh, bit we're of a getting, look. I'm not sure how much it's. I will say this. We're getting Cletus, we're getting 90s Cletus Cassidy. Right. That's yeah. what we're okay. getting. Right. Uh, and, and in the most symbiote way possible. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's one of those things, like, there's one page where I'm like, ah, it might be too silly, but just go with it. Just don't, don't, do not overthink it. Just go with it. You get Cletus from the 90s. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, and I went back and I read a bunch of the of the Carnage comics from the, from the 90s, which they were the ones who got me into Carnage in the first place. Uh. Um, and they are fucking insane. Like, yeah. the, just uh, the, the inner monologue, everything. There, it, there's a... Oh, I don't know. There's a blood to it that I really enjoy. Well, to dig into that a little further, to throw the X-Men question back at you, what works about a Carnage book? See, oh, that, that's a good question. Uh, especially, I know that we need some symbiote nonsense, right? We need some pages <laughs> with just, like, they're just... Some goopy. Yeah. Some we, goopy we, pages. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of punching and a bunch of nonsense. But the thing, the thing yes. about Cletus is that you also need some twistedness. You need some horror that will sort of fuck with your mind as well as your, you know, the visuals. Um, I would like you at some point during this run to be like, well, Cletus makes some good points. That's what <laughs> oh, we're going wow. for. That's but, quite... I want to have you be like, well, it's sort of... First of all, Pere is... Killing all the pages, they're just they're just beautiful. He's sort of hot, which is disturbing. Oh yeah, and he makes some good points. Well, <laughs> well I think that, that kind of You're leads into so. how people treat serial killers, right? Like that they fetishize them in a certain exactly. way. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and there's a whole thing. I am I am enjoy, I'm enjoying it so much. I would say I don't think I've ever written a book that sort of came as easily, which I'm not sure oh, what that says about me. <laughs> but it's just it's been a joy, and it's been a joy to see the pages come in. And I'm I, if people hate this book, I don't think I I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing because it's just it's there. It's all there. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Thor a little bit because it feels like it is part of this enormous Uber story that is building in Marvel. It's a key part of it. Uh, what what is it like having that responsibility to sort of put in these building blocks that are leading up to something? Up to something. Well, the thing is, like, it is interesting to figure out what we can give away and what we can't and which sort of threads to tighten up before Al sort of took over. We need. We knew we needed to... Well, as, like, the Valkyrie woman at Marvel, mm-hmm. it was important to me that we resolve the souls that were lost from Valhalla. Mm-hmm. We needed to get them back. Like, yeah. like like Jane Foster would not be having coffee somewhere if all the souls were lost. Like that's not yeah. a thing. Um, so we had some things that we really needed to do, and we still wanted to keep some things warm while not giving too much weight. It's a it's a balancing act. I don't know. It's well, a, is it, especially between Thor and Carnage, like there's been a lot of just mythology. I mean, Thor has real life mythology, and then so much of Marvel mythology. Carnage has just developed all this mythology. How are you carving your way through all of this this story that's there? 
Well, for, for Carnage, like, Carnage ends, like, the, the, the previous book with being sort of like, am I a god? Am I, what, what's going on? So that is a main part of the, the book, is him trying to figure out sort of what, what is he? Is he, is, if he has the powers of a god, does that make him a god? And if so, what does that mean? Uh, so we are playing around a lot with mythology, um, but without being too hoity-toity about it. It's just sort of like, we're just sort of fucking around with everyone who... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's, 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 I don't want to give anything away, but I'm... Uh, uh, it's just, uh, there's no... Uh, well, I, uh, mythology makes, is a big part of it, I can say that. Yeah. Um, well, and it feels like Carnage, though, play, it makes sense to play fast and loose with it because Carnage would do that. Yeah. And and, and Thor, it feels like, is a little more formal with it because that's what Thor would do. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, I, I, I was, I'm from Norway, if that wasn't clear. I'm, I'm named after Thor. Uh, my Like, I grew up with the, the Norse myths as a sort of, like, the stories that were told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in fun ways um, and and I always thought there is a certain joy to the Marvel Universe how they treat mythology and and I was working with my first book at Marvel was co-writing with Jason and Jason was sort of like do whatever you want go ahead so I kept texting him like can I can I make up a planet he's like <laughs> darling you can do whatever the fuck you want so like oh can I and, and there is a sort of when you sort of get to that point probably like I can do whatever we can have you can just have a bunch of fun as long as need to make sense to a certain extent it's great now when you tell people back home that you're working on Thor do they like roll their eyes like it's a little over the plate well the thing is like some people I don't know Norwegians are weird uh, there is a, but the thing is like they don't understand what I do that's yeah. the thing so I have to start from the very from beginning like, I write the comics and they're like what, what does that mean like I Page one, pan one, <laughs> blah blah blah. Like it's it's very hard to explain. My mother, um, who is she's like I used to just to set this context here. I used to go to Viking festival in full Viking garb, yeah, oh, and sit wow. around tending the fire for a week at the time when I was a kid. Like <laughs> you, I'm a fucking parody of a Norwegian. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, uh, on the nose. It's yeah, but it's, it's ridiculous. Like my name means the one who's loved by Thor. Seriously, wow. like, it's ridiculous. Oh, there it is. Does that put uh, pressure on you then? Well, I don't know. Like it's just, well, <laughs> sad. it's a thing that Americans seem to enjoy a lot. Yeah. And every time I, I keep telling this story about my name because I think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was usually at Comic Cons where people go, "I don't understand your name." I go, oh, "You know the god Thor? It's Thor and and like, oh, sure, right." And I, I try that uh, at a train from like LA to Kansas with some random dude I was having dinner with just because they place you with random people. Right. And he, I said, so you know the god Thor? And he just threw his fist on the table and went, there's only one god. And I was like, oh, like, oh, oh no. America, I love you. You're yeah. so, oh, man. Uh, my name translates to um, the one who podcasts at Comic-Cons. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, yeah, that was, that was also fate. Also very awesome. Yeah. Little on the nose. Yeah. Little on the nose. Right. Uh, I did want to ask you, you're also doing Red Sonia at yes. the same time. And this feels like there's been this feels like and I say this complimentarily more of a traditional run on Red Sonia like really digging into those classic Red Sonia style adventures yes. uh, what draws you to her? Well the thing is like I used to play Red Sonia as a kid like running around in the forest with a, <laughs> like an actual sword So you sword. no choice but yeah, to write have, all of these comics no, like, you're, you're, Your whole destiny is And yes. you were a serial killer for a while <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely honey oh. Yes <laughs> 
Yeah, that, there was. I when when Joe asked me if I wanted to, I, I don't think I've ever said yes to any project faster. It was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And it's been a sort of because there. I don't feel the need to teach anyone about anything in Red Sonia. It's just <laughs> fun. I just want everyone to get all the stupid jokes. That's what I'm going for. And there's so like, there is one in the the free comic book day issue where. Um, she's walking past a wall. Like there's a, sort of like a just piece of justice. A guy chopping off arms for people who have stolen things. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a wall of arms, and it says they stole. And then there's a bunch of heads of people who have been de- decapitated, and it says they murdered. And then there's just a wall with they raped, and you can't really see what's <laughs> hanging there. <laughs> and I got some angry fucking emails about that one. Really? <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is yeah. Good. But the thing is, like, it's free comic book day. It was. Yeah. Uh, I assume kids were buying oh, no. I would get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's how the parents. That's how the parents. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, I, the, the kids should be reading this. Let yeah. the kids have something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you're doing in this country. It sounds like there's a natural crossover potentially between Red Sony and Carnage in your... Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, like, it, it is a... Uh, the, the, they're, they're both... There's a lot of murder in both of them. A lot yeah. of heads flying. I don't know. <laughs> what else should people be checking out from you, if anything? Thing. What else do you want to plug? Well, I'm, I'm doing Venom with oh, Al Ewing, right. uh, which is sort of uh, like we're, we're, we're splitting up the issues. So I'm writing some issues, he's writing some issues, and then we're going to tie it up in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a deliciously fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Venom is a very sort of... Tr- Venom is it like... So what makes a good Venom comic, do you think? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you- uh, well, yeah, it's a lot of just... Eating bad guys is what makes a good brains. Eating bad guys this is good. <laughs> Do you like the chains? Uh, no, I said eating brains. Um, oh, brains! I don't know. It's funny you say that. I feel like we've read so much Venom, and I, my favorite from the recent few, like sort of five years, has been the Eddie focused yep. stuff. Uh, so, like, I, I think Eddie, especially going back to the origin, it was all him. You know, he made the character, and then it's gotten a bit far afield. So, I like, I like bringing it back. Yeah, I've heard that from from several people. I find I did, but it's always interesting to try to balance the sort of how to keep a character moving forward without sort of destroying what makes it great in the first place. Um, and like with Red Sonia, I wanted to go big and back to basic. I, I did not want to be like, oh, Red Sonia gets a job. Like, like that's <laughs> not. We'll see if she's a boss lady. I don't know. It's that's not a thing. So uh, we just went big and back to basic, but I suppose the, the trick there is to find something uh, just to delight people within the genre that is quite predictable in many ways. Yeah. With Venom, it's I always forget how emotional the start of Venom is. It's like this guy, he's like suffering, and the symbiote finds him, and all the symbiote being like uh, jilted by, by Peter Parker. It's sort of like, it's such a weird, like, love triangle almost yep. that like that part I feel like has been a little bit lost oh yeah and now we have like we have a lot of daddy issues right now we can't, mm-hmm. we can't really get away from that but, and I'm I'm writing like toxin toxin and venom together so you have Bren who has Ozark 
as his dad and that's not working out quite well and Dylan yeah. is running around being angry with our Eddie for fucking off and it's <laughs> that's not great like it's, it's like daddy issue central um, it, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of, and this is fine but it's a lot of darkness and violence and dark characters do you have any urge to be like I'm gonna do a My Little Pony book no <laughs> no no <laughs> alright which of those ponies kills doing, is my question I'm, I'm doing Nightmare Before Christmas now Oh. Uh, which is a fun thing, technically, okay. but it is one of those like it's it's it's, it's Disney, it's 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 American. I'm just trying to figure out like how how far can we uh, yeah. we come? <laughs> Apparently, the voice of Jack Skellington was here. Did you get to meet him? No, I would. Ha- I don't give a shit about him. So far, <laughs> I couldn't, be, couldn't give less of a shit. I'm sure he's a lovely man. I sure, just couldn't probably. couldn't <laughs> even try to give a shit. Totally fair. Where can people check you out online? Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I don't, I'm on all the things. All the Just things. Google my name. You'll find me. All right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Torn? Yeah. Close? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. It was yeah, a pleasure chatting. So great. To talk thank to you for having me. Yeah. You bet. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comics. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok or Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast, and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the comic book shop. <laughs>